Hi, thank you very much for tuning in to our program today. We believe that God has a word for you. We live in a time and in a world that is full of questions. Our prayer for you is that the word of the Lord today will bring you light, direction, encouragement, and inspiration. The Lord will touch you at the right point of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, our ministry on increasing your capacity in the days of your youth. Increasing your capacity in the days of your youth. Sometimes youthfulness is not just about the age. It's about what you believe God is still doing I can do in your life. Amen. Turn in your Bibles with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, please. As we read from 1 to 4. The Bible says, remember now. Somebody say, remember now. Remember. Not later, now. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth. Before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you will say, I have no pleasures in them. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down and when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music are brought low. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Now just as a reminder, last Sunday we started a series which is increasing your capacity. And in this service specifically, we want to look at increasing your capacity in the days of your youth. In that last service, first segment of this message, we actually had a young man. He was a young king, King Solomon. As our model, we focused on how God increased his capacity as a king. Though he was a king of the most powerful nation of his time, he developed such an unusual capacity which singled him out as one of the most successful kings of all times. Now, we also told ourselves in that service that capacity is multidimensional. And so as to develop your capacity, there are so many areas where God wants us to develop our capacity. First, we told ourselves we develop our capacity in a mental way. So there is mental capacity. There is emotional capacity, financial capacity, relational capacity, marital capacity. I also understand that this is a church that ministers on relationship. That single people can develop their capacity on how to make friends, how to be found, how to remain found. <laughs> it is a capacity because some people cannot keep friends. So we told ourselves that there are various areas this aspect of capacity that we are meant to develop. Now, in this service, I'm going to be focusing particularly on mental capacity. We actually define capacity in a number of ways. But for the sake of the young people who were not with us last week, I'll just mention only about three. We said capacity is preparation for greatness before you see it. And if you are in this place this morning, we want to remind you and we want to say to you that there is greatness in you. Amen. But you have to prepare for it. You have to prepare 
for being that A star student, all straight A's. You have to prepare for whatever the grades you're going to have, but it's a grade that will make you to be celebrated. You have to prepare for that great job. You have to prepare for that great family you hope to have one day. You have to prepare for that great career you intend to have. And preparation starts now. Where many of our children are doing exams at all levels. And you are preparing for that. As you are putting your phones aside, because you are preparing for something. There are friends saying to you, I've been calling you, I can't reach you. Why? Because I'm preparing for greatness. When you're preparing for greatness, you don't have time to waste. Because you have something else you are preparing for. So capacity is preparation for greatness before you see it. See, during that time, you are not, you are not common, you are not popular. But you know that when you appear, they will know that something was cooking in your life. Amen. Remember David? Oh, young man. When he was preparing for greatness, he was not everybody around. He fought. David was in the wilderness by himself. The time he was preparing to be a great king, nobody was there with him. He was preparing to know how to fight, how to be a great warrior, even when there was no Goliath around him. So by the day Goliath showed up, he came prepared. My question, are you prepared for your Goliath? So your capacity has been developed. Young people serving, what do you think they are doing? They are increasing their capacity, preparing for greatness. Because by the time the real test of life will come, they are already made, they are ready. To stand up. Another definition of capacity. Capacity is the ability to take on certain tasks to its maximum output for magnification and intensification. Capacity is actually take a task. Take it to the maximum way. Don't take any task and say, well, this is the maximum it can be. Because if a task is given to you, you don't just take it at that level. You have a choice to push yourself to the next level. Don't always stay in the general level. Are you listening to me now? There are no awards for mediocrity or ordinariness in life. Always push yourself beyond the little level. Don't say, ah, that's how I was shown and that's the only way I can do it. God expects you, if you are under the sound of my voice, you are being trained for greatness in this house to learn to take things further. Develop it more. Stretch your mind because you are much more than we can see. You have to stretch your mind, stretch things, take things to the next level. Last definition I'm going to give before I continue is capacity is what you can do with the message that is preached in the morning that you are hearing right now. And how you can take this same message to become a thing the whole world can hear by this evening time. Young people particularly, you have this responsibility. That is so much you can do. You come to church in the morning, you can take the materials you are hearing. There are so many things you can do with it. You take a picture, there are great things you can do with it. Walk with them. Do something with them because you have the capacity. Yours is the generation of sight and sound. And I challenge everybody to come on and let's invest into the future of our young ones. We change the things we see, how we see around this place. We have to stretch ourselves so that that capacity can be reached. We can always stay in one level and say, well, at least it's still working. That is the generation that you give them the phone you are happy with. They said to you that, no, this picture, the resolution is not really what I want. So capacity is what you do with the message you have, message you receive in the morning. A couple of weeks ago, I was in Lagos. One young guy, I think about 14, 14 years old, is a member of, the, member of the media department. And the pastor showed me what this guy did. With my message I preached in the first week. A young little guy. 
and what he did with the images and the message. There's so much more capacity you carry. Seriously speaking. So you have things you can do. Potentials are in your hand. You have to stretch it. Are we ready to go? So that's some of the definition we give to capacity. Now we told ourselves last week how God helped Solomon to develop his capacity. First of all, God, the Bible tells us that God gave him a largeness of heart. And Solomon himself is speaking to us this morning. In line with that, from the early age, he actually remembered his creator. Somebody might have said to us this morning, why should I increase my capacity? Why is that so important? Let me give us a couple of reasons. About six reasons why you should increase your capacity. Number one, to avoid the mental exhaustion that is associated with growth, responsibility, and success. As you are growing up, there will be a challenge to your mental state because you are growing. There are things you used to get away with which you can't get away with anymore. There are challenges that come with growth. And to avoid that mental exhaustion, my dear friends, you need to increase your capacity. Records show us that the mental exhaustion is worse in the younger generation who are faced with the pressure of economic survival due to a lot of reasons. Some of them social media pressure, the global competition, and the rising expectation of what life should be. Everybody have an understanding of what life should be. Do you know one of the things they say life should be? You finish university, you should have a job. That's an expectation. You get a job, you need to buy a house. That's life expectation. Because that's how we used to see it. Then the next thing is, oh, when are you getting married? That's life expectation. Then you get married. When are you having babies? Expectation. All these things begin to play on your mind. And then you get a job, then the demand for the job is high. Many young people are put in a position that seems that no matter how hardworking they are, the stakes are high and higher still. It doesn't help because many adults actually remind you that when they were at your age, they've done better things. And that is true. Many of us need to understand that there's so much mental exhaustion coming and it's worse in younger people. You get the job and the standard you have to keep is very high. A number of young people pull me aside in this church and they say, Pastor, can I see you for a few minutes? I say, yeah, cool, what's up? And then they say, you know, I'm having really issues at work. And when they tell you where they are working, you know it's a high-tension environment. Nobody feels sorry for you that you are young. Because you have a name and you are getting salary. So deliver. That is mental exhaustion. Everybody expects you to come onto the table with an idea. You can't keep on saying, uncle has spoken. At work, there's no uncle here. There's no uncle in this place. So when this is the case, you've discovered that many people now begin to look for how can I survive? How am I going to make it? So some young people take to all kinds of things which cannot help. Some take to drugs, some take to drinking, some take to sex, some they don't even know what to take to. Some people just take decisions that are drastic. So you need to increase your mental capacity because there's much more in you. You can do it. Number two, to overcome the wiles of Satan, you need to increase your mental capacity. Because Satan seeks to pull you down. Satan seeks to take you apart. It's not just because you are growing and then he leaves you alone. 
There is an agenda of hell that wants to ensure that you are not having it as you thought you should have it. Whether you are old or young. You've had the word new levels, new devils. So whether you are old or young, Satan has an agenda. Everybody is congratulating you, but they are forgetting to say to you that, okay, by the way, get ready, the devil too is congratulating you. Satan says he has his wiles, he has his trees, he has his arrows that is aimed at everybody. So you need to increase your mental capacity. There is a common saying, 20 kids don't play for 20 years. So many best friends, my best friend, my best friend changes as you begin to grow. And people you don't expect to leave you will leave you. And so your mentor, they need to grow. You need to have ability to handle issues. This is a real life. Satan will suggest stuff. That's what happened. Jesus Christ was on a retreat. He was praying about his ministry about to start. And he looked for the devil came to him. And he said to him, why don't you just jump from this high place? Sometimes the devil comes to you because you are going through stuff. And he says, why don't you just jump? Just end it out now. Take over those. Those people will say you are no good. You are no good anyway. So why should you carry on taking the blame? You know, the thing is about to hit the, the price. People are about to find out what you did. Why don't you just close it now? Just take your life. Your parents that don't hate you or that don't like you, why don't you punish them? So many young people are suicidal. Because they think the voice they are hearing is the right counsel. Some people just do stuff, but I pray in the name of Jesus, it will not happen to you. Amen. You will not hear the voice of a stranger. Amen. The Lord will quicken you, the Lord will sharpen you, the Lord will intercept that evil agenda in the name of Jesus. Because as the wise of the devil is coming on one side, the Lord will raise a standard on this other side. Amen. And I'm coming to that. Because the devil will always suggest. My question is, what would you say when he suggests? Say to you, walk out of that marriage. Walk out of that job. Walk out of that relationship. Wiles of Satan. Number three, to avoid counterproductivity and anticlimax. To avoid it. When capacity is reached, anything else you add to it is a waste. Because now begins to take out what was inside before. When capacity is reached. It now begins to destroy the one that was good. That's the reason why you need to build the capacity so that when the new one comes, there will be opportunity to hold it. You can't just stay at a little level because the little level that you stay, when the capacity wants to be built into it, it can destroy everything that was at the bottom. But if you're building capacity, you can take more. You can receive more because you are making room. Have you seen a family that does not have capacity for more than one child or two children and then when they have another one? So focus is on the new one and then the old one will suffer. They don't have capacity to receive more. So you will learn, you need to be a people that is building capacity in your youth. So that the good thing God has done over the years, we don't lose it. Many people, I, I feel sorry about this. When you get a, people get a new job or they, something changed in their life and the good things that brought them to level two, they lose it because they've got a level three now. And level three becomes level one again. Do you understand what I just said? If you don't have the capacity for blessing, when blessing comes, it removes all the things that made you. 
So you have to understand why you are praying to God. Lord, I will do anything just to please you. Lord, I need your glory. You have to understand, are you building the capacity for the glory? So that when the blessing comes, God does not regret it. Build the capacity. That no matter what, I, what is added, it will not remove the one that brought me up to this level. Number four. It's the only way to know the true worth of a thing. Until you build capacity, you don't really know the thing. Everything God gives, he gives them in hidden format. Until you build your capacity in your marriage, you don't know the real worth of that marriage. Until you build your capacity in your career, you don't know how much you can get in that line of career. It may be the same job everybody has got, but you are building capacity, so it's stretching. Everything God gives to you, he doesn't give everything immediately. He allows you to press into it. That's how God does it. Because he loves to see his children discovering them. My prayer for you this year in the name of Jesus. That new things will come out of the old things that are in your hand. The old job, the old gift you have, the old talent you have. Whatever God gave to you, I pray in the name of Jesus. An activation of newness in the name of Jesus. Why should I develop my capacity? Because this is the only way to raise godly leaders that will change their world. Until we develop capacity. We will not know that we have kings in our hand. In this ministry, I know it. That we have kings. We have queens. We have princes. We have nobles. We have great businessmen in the house. And until we develop them, we have great ministers of God in the house. Until we develop them, this potential will not come out. So this is a way to raise godly leaders. The Bible tells us in Psalm 144, verse 11, it said that our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be pillars sculptured in palace style, that our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce, that our sheep may bring forth thousands. Look at that. Our sheep may bring forth thousands. I call for the thousands in the name of Jesus and ten thousands in our field. Lastly, why should I develop my capacity? So that I can operate in a global level. So that I can operate in a global level. Friends, there are ways by which we need to change things. We can't keep on doing certain things the same way. It was okay for a particular level. But if you want to go to the global level, we need to change some things. Develop some capacity. Develop the way we communicate. Develop the way we present things. Develop our timekeeping. Develop our presentation. Our PR. Develop so many things. Develop it. So that we can get to the global level. Because the folks we are going to be talking to in various parts of the world, they are not going to excuse us. They are not going to say, that, oh, look at them, sorry them. No. If you are going to get to the field, you must be prepared to operate on the field. In your business, develop your capacity. And the worst side of it, which is the opposite side, is to want to get to the world before you are developed. Which is this generation. We want to get to the world. But we are not developed for it. There is nothing as dangerous. As becoming visible. When you are not yet developed. Pastor how do I develop. My capacity. Let's have a quick look. So Solomon tells us. In this passage. He says remember your creator. So the first thing is remember. My creator in my youth. 
The best thing you can do in developing your capacity in anything you want to do is to remember. Somebody say remember. Remember, remember your creator. He didn't say remember God only. He reminded you who God is to you. He created you. Remember your creator. Because until you build a lasting relationship with God, my friend, in the days to come, when trial comes, you can't stand it. You must remember your creator in the days of your youth. In the days of your youth. There are things which you will carry right now in your system that those are the things that will save you in years to come. When you say remember, what are the things to remember here? Number one, I'm still on point one. Remember you owe him your life. One of the things young people like to think is, it's my life, it's my time. I got myself, it's my time. No, it's not yours. Your life is only on lease. Remember he's your creator. He owns you. He gave you life. Don't think it's your smartness that got you to where you are. There are smarter people they didn't have your opportunity. That's God. That's favor. That's what it means by you will pass through fire. It won't smell on you. Are you listening to me now? You must remember your creator. Remember your creator. Other people have been through what you passed through. And they didn't make it. My wife has a common saying. It is a miracle to conceive. A miracle to carry. It's a miracle to deliver. And after she delivered, she entered another school. It's a miracle to raise the children. Genesis 2-7 tells us, And the Lord God formed man in the dust of the ground and breathed into his nursery. And the Bible says, the breath of life. And what? He became a living being. The day God says, I'm taking my breath back. There is no machine that can sustain that individual. Young people remember. Nobody is asking you not to have fun in the days of your youth. Have fun. Be excited. But be responsible. If you're going to throw a party, throw a party responsibly. Don't say, we're just having fun. Everything let loose. Really? <laughs> so have fun. But be responsible. Know that at every point you're an ambassador of God. Don't do something that people say, well, I thought you were a Christian. How do I know this? The Bible says so. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, 9 to 10. It says, rejoice, O young man, in your youth. See that? He wants you to rejoice. God doesn't want you to be the one looking sad. People say, why are you sad? He say, I'm a Christian. In your youth, rejoice. And let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart and in the sight of your eyes. But know that for all this, God will bring you into judgment. He said, do everything but know that is judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. They are vanity. Remember, remember to fear God and his commandments. In fact, this man telling us to remember, he says something at the end of it. Verse 13, chapter 12. He says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandment, for this is man's all. See that? The conclusion of everything. So fear God. 
So there is no point that God is saying to you, you should not remember him. Number two, live responsibly in your youth before the days of trouble come. Now this is different. Live responsibly before the days of trouble come. The days of trouble is the day which he listed for us. He says from verse 3, he says when the days of trouble come, when the keepers of the house tremble. The keepers of the house, that's the hand. Because it's with the hand you tidy your house. It's the hand you build. The keepers of the house, when it's trembling. And the strong man, bow down. When you are healthy, remember God. Remember your creator. He says, when the grinders cease because they are few. The grinders, now you are cracking every kind of bone. You're cracking bone, eh? A day is coming that bone will crack you. <laughs> the grinders become few. Remember God. And then he tells us there, he says, and those that look through the windows grow dim. What is that? The eyes. The eyes. The eyes grow dim. People will squint their eyes. You notice that, that they don't need to be old. You see, you see young people who can't see. So now that your eyes can pick things, read for Jesus. So live responsibly in your youth before the days of trouble comes. The days of trouble is not just because you are old. It's the days where you can't do those things anymore as you desire to. Number three. Prayer. If you want to develop capacity, develop your capacity in prayer. Develop your capacity in prayer. Everybody must learn to pray. You need to develop your capacity in prayer. You must be a person that knows how to pray. Gone are the days when people think they can go and hire some people somewhere to be praying for them. Prayer contractors. Doesn't work anymore. They're the ones selling oil for you, selling all kinds of things for you. I'm putting hand on you and throwing you to chairs. <laughs> but you got to learn to pray yourself. And no matter how young a child is, we must allow them to pray. Yeah. Allow the children to pray in the house. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Number four, perspective. You have to develop your perspective. Many people look at life only from one angle. Don't be monocular in your thoughts and in your vision. Have the capacity to look at things from other angles, but more importantly, from above. When you allow the situation to crowd you and just to surround you, you become choked. Things are thrown at you. Sometimes it's your children. Sometimes it's your spouse. Sometimes it's your place of work. And just feel everything is against me. When life is like that, learn to say, but how is God looking at this? Jesus Christ says something amazing in Matthew 6, verse 25. He says, do not worry about your life, about what you will eat, what you will drink, what about your body, he said, what you will put on. It's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds. KJB says, consider the birds. He said, look at the birds in the air. So how can you look at the birds in the air? By looking up. When your marriage is going through a situation, look at the birds in the air. What is the thing about the bird? The bird can only look down. They are up. 
When you look at the board in the air, the board have a particular view on a number of ways. When they look down, they are not just looking at the situation, they are looking beyond the situation. When you learn to look down, you are not looking within. You have the capacity to see what is going now and what is going to happen down the line. The Bible tells us this in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 17. The prophet was surrounded by the enemies, prophet Elisha. And the servant cried out, Alas, master, what shall we do? The Bible said, And the servant of the man of God arose early and went out. Went, and then he saw the army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. Nobody will see this kind of thing. I will not think this is the end of ministry. Unless you have this capacity of perspective. And the servant said to him, Alas, master, what shall we do? Now watch that. What shall we do is the reason why many people worry. You don't know what to do. Okay, let's see what to do. Go on. And the answer, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Elisha prayed. See, prayer didn't change the situation, but it changed the man. And he said, oh Lord, I pray, open his eyes so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around in Jesus name I pray for your eyes I pray for your eyes this morning in the name of Jesus that your perspective will change over the situation that has worried you that you will see there's greater victory ahead there is joy ahead you will look down on that which is a crowd in you in the name of Jesus you will know that you will step on it and you will rise higher in Jesus mighty name we pray number five pride Pride factor. How do I actually develop my capacity? When you seek opinion, you put pride aside. Seek opinion of more knowledgeable and qualified people. Seek help. Many people can't ask because they are full of pride. Do you know why many people don't like to take favors? Because they are afraid of giving it. Pride. Pride will not let them say, I need this help. Pride will not let them say, this is where I am. I said many men actually carried all kinds of issues in their body. They can't talk because they cannot tell. Of course, you have the extreme. But you must understand that God has surrounded you with help. Sometimes seek spiritual help. Seek help for people who can say to you, there are many times marriages are going down and they could easily be saved. But people don't seek help. Sometimes you need to seek spiritual help, seek medical help, seek professional help. Because it is in this that God will help you. Amen. The Bible said in 1 Peter 5, 5 to 7, it says, Be clothed with humility, for God receives the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, for he might exalt you in due time. There is a due time he will exalt you. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, there's something there, I don't have time to go into it right now. He says to you that, therefore, humble yourself. That's the instruction. When you humble yourself, that allows you to cast your cares. Many people just want to cast their cares without humbling themselves. It doesn't go. When you humble yourself, cares can be cast. But let's move on. Ponder on the word of God. In other words, meditate on God's word. To develop your capacity, meditate on the word of God. When the devil comes with his suggestions, 
The only thing that can counter the devil and pull him down is the word of God. It's good to have willpower, but willpower has a limit. You must learn to fight with the word of God because you are fighting Satan who has been around longer than you. He knows everything about you. So only the word of God can stop it. When Satan came to Jesus Christ and he said to him to jump, he says to him, what did he say to him? He said, but it is written that you shall not tempt the Lord your God. You see, he had to use the word of God that was on the inside of him to fight. When you meditate on God's word, you develop your capacity. In situations that will arise, God said, I will bring back into you. I will bring into your remembrance the word things I have spoken. That's why you need to meditate on the word of God. John 6 verse 63 tells us that it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words which I speak to you, they are spirit, they are life. Number seven, grow personally. Keep growing. Keep growing. Growth propels change. Change will bring honor. Honor doesn't necessarily propel growth. You know what? People can honor you. It doesn't mean you have grown. We can honor you because you got A star. Maybe you cheated. It doesn't mean you grew. A lot of people assume honor to mean growth. You have to be consistently growing. If you want to increase your capacity, grow. Grow in the thing God has called you to do. Grow in your work for God. Grow in your study of the word. Grow in your relationship with people. Don't say, but everybody is praising me. Everybody is saying this is it. People can praise you because they didn't see you well. It is development that will allow the honor to be sustained. Are you following me now? Your personal best of yesterday in sports is merely a record that must be surpassed tomorrow. If you have a personal best, you must beat it tomorrow. Because only God knows what is your personal best. That's why it's called personal best. You can still beat it yourself. Amen? Last but not the least, build on your success. Don't sit on it. You want to increase your capacity? Build on your success. As a ministry, we have to keep on building, keep on building on our success. Whatever we have celebrated today is not the best yet. We must be a people that is always improving. Amen. If you want to increase your capacity as a mother, I'm going to touch each of these areas. We're going to have parental capacity, financial capacity. We're coming to that area. Are you understanding me now? But in anything you want to increase your capacity, my friend, you want to say it's a year of double honor. This is it. Don't rest on your hours. People may praise you, but don't stop there. Don't let it register in your head. The same way they applaud you is the same way they will tear you down when somebody else overpass you tomorrow. Are you following me now? The same way is the same way you are yesterday, man. Hey, hey, let's clap for the person who came first today. That's why you have to keep on getting better. Come on, somebody, celebrate Jesus. Give him thanks in the house. Give him thanks in the house. Wow. We want you to please get in touch with us on more information you would like to need. We have counselors and people are waiting to help you. Until next time, stay blessed and stay restored.